How's it? And uh, welcome to another installment of um, the PH Journals podcast. Ladies and gents, sorry, past week has been a bit hectic. Uh, last week I was away the whole weekend. Uh, actually took some time off to spend some time with the family and some very good friends out and playing a bit of golf and stuff. So I decided to give the Sunday discussion a bit of a rest. But uh, yeah, back into business. Some exciting things have developed over the last couple of weeks that I will be sharing with you guys. And um, yeah, we've got a jam-packed show uh, for us today, and um, a lot of based on a lot of requests. And I'm excited, and I'll be announcing this a little bit later on that um, we've got some pretty cool guests joining us in studio. Well, not much of a studio here, but uh, we've got some pretty cool guests that will be joining me on the podcast um, in the coming weeks. So I'm pretty stoked about that and can't wait to share more with you guys. Um, Guys, firstly, before we get into it, um, you'll be seeing on the podcast today that I'll be drinking the official uh, beverage of the PH Journals podcast, and it is supplied by Designer Health Products. And today we've got the CBD coffee um, from Healthy Coffee Guy. Um, fantastic! It really does taste well, and uh, you know I've I've had a couple of cups this morning. Um, but basically, some of the health benefits is meant to uh, ease anxiety, um, calm the whole process down, um, and then it just helps you concentrate as well. So it's a great cup of coffee to have in the morning. Don't worry, it doesn't have any THC or any um, psychotic um, formula or anything like that in it. Uh, it's just a great blend of coffee, and I enjoy it without anything. You know, I don't have sugar, milk, or anything like that in it. And um, yeah, it's it's a great health benefit and uh, proud to announce that again, um, that they're the official beverage of the PH Journals podcast. Um, guys, and then obviously getting into the podcast, sorry, it's popping hot here in Queenstown this, this, this afternoon. I mean, it's, we're reaching temperatures of almost 38 degrees and it's it's extremely hot, so you might see me get a little bit humid, yeah, or pink in the face, but um, yeah, so... Um, Obviously, the podcast wouldn't be possible without the following sponsors. Um, big shout out to Maxis Tires. Um, I've been using the Maxis Razor mud terrains, and now they've just launched in South Africa the All Terrain. Comes with three plus sidewall, pretty much the same uh, compound made in the mud terrain. Um, I had, actually I was down at the shop the other day. I had a look at it, and it's a brilliant tire, absolutely brilliant, and. Uh, yeah, just pretty excited for the all-terrain to come out because it just sort of gives, it bridges that gap between um, Max's previous selection to to their mount terrain now, and I think they've really ticked the boxes as far as the four by four tires concerned. So, uh, big shout out to Max's Tire South Africa, and then next up. I'm excited to keep using these guys for next season, especially that I've invested quite a bit of time and money um, into the process of filming my own hunts and stuff. So I can't wait to get that on the go. Um, so a big shout out to Tacticam. Um, they sort of, you know, they've ticked all the boxes as far as the action camera goes for hunting. Um, there's a lot of them out there, but one that's just so easy to use. The app is incredible to, to log on to and um, work your way around. We've hit a bit of an issue uh, with importing them into the country. Um, hopefully we have that ironed out before the start of the season next year. Uh, we're working hard and my team's working hard at it uh, to get it going. But um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant camera, 4K, slow-mo, uh, all the bills and whistles. It comes with the FTS. Well, I've got the FTS set up uh, where you can actually plug straight on onto your scope. Um, but I'll talk a little bit, hopefully I'll be able to talk a little bit more about it in this podcast and um, yeah, you'll you'll hear a lot of it in the coming season. Um, I'll be using it flat out for next season. So a uh, big shout out to Tacticam. And then of course, um, my good friends down in trees in South Africa. Um, man, what a set of cameras we've got here. And uh, you know, I... Those of you that have followed my story will know that I've been saying for some time now that we've needed this this quality camera in South Africa and it's really hit the market running. Um, 
And as far as performance goes, I don't think there's many out there that can come close to it, especially in the South African market. So a big shout out to Trees and Camera. Then uh, another deal I'm very excited about, and I can't wait for 2021 to kick off because these guys have just got so much to offer. And um, my good friends down at Splitting Image Taxidermy, um, I can't wait. Uh, we've we've been in some discussions. I'm hoping to have them on the podcast soon, or Doug, um, or Warwick, either one of them, and um, yeah, just really discuss. You know, the importance of a good taxidermy and good quality taxidermy going forward for the future, especially now that some of the um, the challenges COVID's hit us with, especially exporting your stuff. Uh, what are the new regulations going to be like and stuff? So we, we've got some interesting things coming up and a really important factor um, as far as coming over and, and doing your safari in South Africa. So something you need to keep your eye out. But listen, guys, if you want to trust somebody and you want to have your trophies handled in the best possible care, splitting image taxidermy has done an outstanding job. Um, I'm not saying this just purely because on my personal relationship with them. I'm, I'm really saying this because they take great care of their customers. Um, and, you know, besides all the, like I've mentioned in the previous podcast, all the communications and um, everything like that that goes with it, the artistry is on top level. So we... We've always wanted a, a taxidermy that's competed with um, the American market, and now we've got one. Well, they've been around for some time now, and um, I'm just so glad to link up with them. And they've done some fantastic work for myself already. And um, yeah, just can't wait to get my miles back from past seasons. So yeah, looking very excited. I'm actually going down to PE now in the next week or so. I'm hoping to pop around and say how's it to them and. Just, um, yeah, take a couple of notes down. But a big shout-out to Splitting Image Taxidermy. Then, of course, um, my very own project, uh, my e-commerce store, uh, together with some guys and some suppliers, we've come up with PH Toolbox. Um, the store was designed around basically supplying the products we use in the bush and what we use on our everyday safari and what we know that are out there that will work. And uh, yeah, we've come up with the affiliate marketing program. So we've got a week left for young PHs or PHs in the market that are looking for a little bit of extra income when the season's not around and you need to fill the gaps. Um, it's an affiliate program, so you go on there and the more you promote, the more you send and the more you drive traffic towards the website, the more ultimately is in it for you. So um have a look if you haven't yet head over to ph2toolbox.co.za i'll put the link in the bios um and yeah just have a squiz around and some of the top quality products i'll be doing a short review at the start of this episode um on some of the products every episode i'll be doing a review on a product in within the website and um yeah guys um i wouldn't be here without these people and you know, my hat goes off to them. I really, uh, I'm grateful for all the support and all the faith that they've had in me. And um, yeah, can't wait to get it going. 2021 needs to come sooner now rather than later. Um, and then, yeah, just last but not least, obviously a big shout out and a big thank you to my beautiful wife and daughter. They've supported me through some of the toughest past couple of weeks that I've ever had to handle and, and do as a as an adult. It's tough being an adult said somebody the other day I said yes I wish I wasn't a grown-up <laughs> but uh yeah um we've had to make some really tough decisions and you know at this point in my life I'm, I'm not 100% sure if they if they're the right ones but you're never going to know until you you do them and you bite the bullet and get going you know so um yeah it's been a tough couple of weeks but my family stuck there for me and I've, I've had some really good friends that have stuck behind me and supported me through some of the tough times and um yeah 2020 has been a devastating season for many of us or year for a lot of us losing jobs changing jobs selling homes um just not knowing when the next paycheck's going to come in so uh yeah it's been a tough one but uh heads up and we've got to keep going now it's uh you know, now's not the time to sit sit back and feel sorry for ourselves. Now's the time to push forward and, and, and stay motivated and keep going. 
Guys, well, I'm so glad to be back. Uh, it feels good to be behind the mic after a short little break. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button, drop a thumbs up, and even maybe leave a comment or, or a request or something like that if you would like to know anything more about our podcast and, or if you would like a certain topic to be discussed. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're wanting to get involved in any way, sponsorships or financial or advice or anything like that, um, hit me up in the in the DMs. I'll be on all social media platforms. I'm even on TikTok now. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, head along to all my Instagram, Facebook pages, and um, let's chat. Let's open a discussion. Let's let's um, let's see what you guys have to say. I've really been enjoying the interaction of the past couple of weeks, and and that's that's ultimately why I've got the podcast I'm doing today. So, um, I'm very very fortunate, and I'm grateful that you guys have. have taking the time to ask a couple of questions and maybe suggest a few topics to be discussed so uh yeah i appreciate it once again okay guys without further ado let's get into it episode on the sunday discussion we'll be talking about rifles and ammunition coffee uh, again guys once again I'm, um, I'm drinking the CBD coffee from healthy coffee guy uh, supplied by um, designer health products um, yeah if you guys get a bit of time I'll put the link in my bio or on YouTube I'll put the link down below <coughs> you guys can head around to their social media platforms and uh, have a squeeze what they have to offer they've got some really cool stuff that I, I'll be trying out in in the coming season especially some of their healthy waters and uh, that hangover pack looks very appealing to me on the on the celebratory night. Um, guys, before I get into it, like I said, um, I'll be doing a short little review on some of the products that we do. This will become part of the podcast now. So I'll be doing a short little review on some of the products that we supply on the PH Toolbox. But before I get into it, guys, there's a concerning factor that's happening in South Africa. And I really, you know, I feel as a professional hunter um, and I wouldn't call myself an influencer, but a, a, as well um, placed in the social media world, I would really just like to take this moment and really share my condolences to all the loved ones that have been lost through this terrible time with the farm murders that are going on in South, Af on in South Africa, whether it be political-driven, stock-theft-driven, um, the cause is not yet known, but what is happening is brutal. It's, um, it's immensely disturbing, and my heart um, is broken because, you know, our farmers play such a huge role, not only in my life and in, in, in millions and millions of other people's lives, but they've got such an important role in the society and yet we, we, we butchering them on a daily basis. Now, I'm, I was reading the stats the other day. It went up from 1.3. I did this podcast two two weeks ago. I released a stat of 1.3 um, on average. There's a 1.3 um, amount of farmers that are getting murdered on a daily basis. That stat's pumped up to 1.7 now. And it's, it's alarming how quickly this whole thing's growing and... My personal opinion, I think it's a huge political um, motivated um, thing that's happening. There's a lot of people that will disagree, um, but at at what point do we do we start showing this as a national crisis? Our own president, who I had huge amounts of faith from when he was elected, he doesn't even acknowledge it. Um, our police minister. He's just basically shrugging his shoulders at it. Um, they're doing small things like going to see the families and all this sort of stuff, but no one's really acknowledging it from from the powers that be, you know. And it's a disturbing thing. So, as a creator, as a as a social media 
person, I would love to use this platform to create awareness, to, to make people understand what's happening in South Africa. And I challenge people out there. I really do. If you guys are hearing this, if you see anyone on my Facebook posts, just share it. Make, make people aware of what's actually happening because, you know, once we get the message out there, the more help we can get. And ultimately, it's gotten to that point where we can't help ourselves. We need help. And... Um, it's a worrying factor, it really is. And uh, once again, from PH Toolbox and PH Journals, my heart goes out to all the farmers that have lost loved ones, especially now with the fires that have lost stock, lost, lost acres and acres of land due to terrible fires, whether we were lit on purpose or not. Um, I pray for you guys and uh, stay strong. We need you guys. Um, but yeah. Thoughts and prayers to, to all the South African farmers that are out there. Guys, okay, so um, getting into it, uh, I released on my social media pages this week this awesome little gadget. And I've got one in my pickup. A folding handsaw. Now, there's often times in, in the bush where you're in your pickup and you're driving along, obviously, to get to vantage points or places where you want to start your stalks from. And there's always that dodgy overhanging bush that always leaves that one little scratch mark through from the front of your pickup right until the back. And I came across these guys in a retail store in, in America. I think it was Bass Pro. And uh, I bought myself one home. Managed to find a local supplier of them. And uh, man, it's a game changer, complete game changer. Folds out to be 28 centimeters long. So the length is 28 centimeters and it folds up into 15 centimeters. So it folds up almost half its length and it's perfect. You chuck it behind your bucky seat, uh, your pickup seat, or like myself, I've got a nice little dash cover on the front of my pickup. I slide it into one of the pockets, and it's perfect. It's easy accessible, and um, it makes light work of any branch. And trust me when I say that, any branch. I, I would say it can cut up to almost about 30 millimeters in diameter with not even hesitating. Um, some of the the, um, the thicker branches take a little bit longer, but um, it's got a three three blade serration point or something like that, and uh, you cut fast. Um, it's seven TPR, and it's even got some hand protections on the edges. So um, an outstanding quality pro product. It comes with a lifetime warranty. You can pick it up on our store. We've got a launch website at the moment. I think they're about. Well, not that I think I know they're about 150 bucks, um, so 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 not much for something that can prevent a lot of damage to your pickups. So uh, head along to PH Toolbox to see it at ZA and have a squeeze, have a look around there, guys. It's uh, we've got some pretty cool stuff coming in, and like I said, the the program or not the program, but the website was designed for myself and fellow PHs to go in there and sell stuff that we believe work best in the bush for us and for our clients. So um, yeah, awesome. It's actually made by Inico. It's a Chinese company, but uh, it really withstands the, the elements. And um, like I said, with a lifetime warranty, what have you got to lose, you know? So uh, yeah. Okay, guys. So if you're watching this on YouTube, um, you'll see I've got a Beautiful 270 Sarko 85 series um, in front of me. Stainless steel barrel and a horrendous stainless steel um, can on the front there. Kitted with a 12 by 50 Zeiss optics um, and 150 grain PMP ammunition inside. The reason why I'm doing this podcast is I've had a couple of guys ask me what I believe is the best rifle to bring out to South Africa. There were a couple of PHs that were asking me what, what I believe the best rifle is to have as a professional hunter, especially starting out and stuff. So a little bit of background story. This was my first rifle. I didn't know it until the time it was, 
you know, Sarko for me has always been the pre- premium rifle. Um, and I've always believed in investing in proper quality um, equipment as a professional hunter from the first time you start because it lasts the longest. And, um, you know, the last thing you want to do is in the middle of your career start swapping out rifles and changing things around and stuff when you've got a winning formula. That's just the way I am. Again, guys, everything that I'm going to share on the podcast today is just my personal opinion, my personal experiences out in the bush, um, and what I suggest. Um, a lot of the times I might not be right, but you know, I've I've been in the game now for almost 12 years, and um, I've seen a lot of things, and I'm hoping to share some of my knowledge with you guys, just so that you know we can prevent one another from making a few mistakes that cost us. Um, a lot of time and a lot of effort in the bush. So, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, the soccer. My, okay, so I got the soccer when I started hunting. I actually got it just before I became a professional hunter. And um, unfortunately, through the years, it's been a bit banged up and my stock's actually cracked at the moment now. So I'm trying to find another stock. Um, little did I know, Sarko 85 Series uh extremely difficult to get stocks for and uh i've been over to the states a couple of times and unfortunately there you get a lot of great options where you can leave the rifle behind and then do custom manufacturing and stuff but the the hassle behind it is just it's it's too big so still looking around for a stock i haven't managed to find one yet there's a lot of guys that are doing custom stocks in south africa so um i'm thinking maybe ultimately that might be my last resort um but it's a workhorse rifle so i don't really want to go and spend you know a lot of money on on a sentimental stock where it really is just going to be banged around again and um you know used for every single client that comes out you know so um yeah so people are a lot of people ask me why did I go 270? For me, I almost believed it was that in-between rifle between a 306 and a 243. It is, but my idea behind it was that it's your minimal caliber that you can use to harvest bigger game like kudu and stuff like that. So my idea behind it was that I was anticipating after spending a couple of years on farms and seeing clients come through and and trying to understand uh, the pattern, um, I picked up there was a lot of family groups that came out. And for me, I didn't want to get a rifle that was too small that, you know, a 10-year-old kid couldn't harvest his his kuru with, but big enough, um, but didn't want to have the kick of a 300 or 308 or something like that, you know. So I settled with the 270. It's fast. Um, it's accurate. I must say that's one thing about the Sarko is it is extremely accurate. You know, if I if I dial it in on 200, it's it's shooting a grouping at 200. And um, I've never been more confident in a rifle than my 270 at the moment. And I'm I mean at the moment I'm sitting with about three rifles in my in my safe. I've got a 243 and uh, and a 375. My 270 is by far the most accurate rifle. Shooting at just over 2,800 feet per second with 158 grain, uh, sorry, not 158, 150 grain bullet, PMP, like I said. I use factory ammo rounds, and I'll get into that a little bit later. But just more about the rifle. Um, I find that a lot of the rifles that come out here today, and, you know, you, 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 a lot of the time you get clients that do a lot of homework and um, they understand a lot about their firearms and stuff, which is great. You really do need to do that and um, do your homework as well. But you also need a rifle that for myself, especially in the Eastern Cape area, you need to be able to shoot a fair bit of distance. And um, I think the 270 ticks those boxes. Um, it's not a meat rifle. <laughs> it damages the meat terribly. Um, but I would rather have accuracy over trying to get as much back out of the carcass as possible right now. You know, for my personal self, you you and you're shooting for the freezer, you're going for headshots and um, 
shots that aren't going to damage too much meat. But when you're hunting for clients, um, you want to make sure that stuff's done ethically and as quickly as possible. Um, regardless how well they can shoot or how many times they've been hunting, you you want to know that you've got confidence in your rifle that it's going to bring that animal down. And with this 270, it, it really does. Sarko, Finnish company, beautiful rifle. It's withstood some of the the harshest conditions. I've dropped it a couple of times. So. Yeah, that's a tough one when you when you see your rifle go down. But um, it's with it's withheld most of the the abuse I've given it over the years, and um, it's still it's still my go-to rifle. So I've kitted it with a, a silencer. I went with stainless steel on stainless steel silencer. Um, it's a terrible silencer. It really is. Doesn't muffle the sound as near as much, but because it's got the look, I guess I had to settle with it. Um, so I'm looking into investing in maybe a new silencer for the rifle. Um, on my 243, I've got a silencer that doesn't slide over the barrel, and I quite enjoy it. Um, I think it, it gives quite a nice balance to the rifle. Um, whereas this one, uh, those of you that are watching this, you'll be able to see, I want to try and turn. It's quite a, it's quite a can it's got on there. Um, but the reason behind the silencer is as well is just to, is to take that fear factor out. Um, you know, I'm not undermining anybody when I do these sort of things. I'm just making things more comfortable for people that I know will need it. Um, and when I say that, I mean, I don't want to put anybody, you know, whether it's, it's a husband and wife, father and son, hunting, I don't want to put them in an uncomfortable position where they, they um, are comfortable with my rifle. And I've tried to kit it out as much as possible where it's got the best balance and, and comfort factor possible. So they can for to take away the noise and hopefully a lot of the recoil like I said it's a terrible silencer and um, I'm really need to invest in something a little bit better but it does it does do a bit of a job and then obviously I didn't um, skimp on any of the optics SAS has been around for many many years um, and for myself personally SAS uh, is a rifle scope I'm very happy with um but I will be looking at, at new op uh, options going forward, like a Vortex or something. I think Vortex have really picked up their game. And, um, yeah, I'll be looking into that in maybe in the next two seasons or so. Got a bit of saving up to do, but, uh, yeah. Um, but the Zeiss, the 12 by 50 is fantastic. It comes with a little red dot um, option. I haven't really used it much. Um, but, yeah, as far as glass goes, it's... It's a fantastic set of eyes and um, yeah, pretty much a perfect little setup I've got here. Um, then getting into the ammunition, uh, I'm shooting PMPs or Winchesters. The reason why I use factory loaded ammo, um, I would love to reload for myself and I would, and I have, there are, they've been um, a couple of instances where I've really thought about actually investing in a nice little reloading setup. The thing about reloading is I don't think I'm experienced enough to actually put together a couple of uh, boxes and be confident enough to give them to a client for him to use on his safari. You must understand that people are spending a lot and a lot of money coming over to South Africa for an experience that they don't really want to have halted by wounded animals or missed shots or something like that so for me uh, the safest bet would be to use factory factory rounds um, just because I know that I've got confidence in them yeah you're going to get the ones that are going to go astray and but really do a bit of homework in in the ammunition field and I have um, I'll be I'll be changing my bullets over yet. Unfortunately, I can't mention too much about that just yet. But uh, it will be staying on the same grade, just different manufacturers. And, and the reason for that is I just feel the ones I'm using at the moment are a little bit underperforming. And again, when 
clients are coming over and spending thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, you want things to be a, as perfect or if not as close to as possible. And, um, you know, especially now in the Eastern Cape, we don't have any um, airline that will, that's able to bring in uh, raffles just yet. Um, I know there are talks and I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain by next season we'll have somebody that will um, be able to bring in rifles but you know there are a lot of guys that are out there that don't want to bring their own rifles over or that they just don't want to go through the hassle of bringing a rifle over and they want to use a large setup or something like that um, for me I just feel a lot more safer than using a setup that I've that I use personally so um, I'll, I'll always offer them my rifle and take it from there you know um that's what i use what i recommend if you want to bring over uh raffles i in, I've, I've had a couple of clients that have come over um there's a very good friend of mine pat i think i've mentioned him a couple of times in my podcast he brings over a 270 short mag um geez one of the best performing rifles i've seen in a very very long time um but as well, I've had a couple of guys um, bring in 308s, 30, uh, 306s, uh, 375. But, you know, if you're not going for anything dangerous, like dangerous game from Buffalo above. So in South Africa, how it works, your minimum caliber for dangerous game is 375. Uh, your minimum caliber for Kuru Eland, um, Hemsies, that sort of stuff is 270. And then obviously anything... Uh, smaller than those animals you can shoot with your calibers from triple two fifty and up <clears throat> but um for me if you're not coming over for a dangerous game i really enjoy the 300 um i've had a couple of clients bring over their 300s and stuff i personally haven't used one yet um but just the way it performs and and the way the bullet mushrooms and um you know, now again, guys, I'm talking on their particular rifles. It really is a it's a it's an all round, well oiled rifle. Um, it's a little bit of an overkill on the bigger, on the, not the bigger, the smaller animals, like your Springback Impala and stuff. And um, you've really just got to get your your ballistic tips correct. Um, I actually had a German client out a couple of years ago. They came out with a 300 and. Uh, he was adamant he would be able to shoot an Impala and uh, Springback and uh, those sort of things with his 300. And uh, I duly agreed to it. Um, he showed me the, the fancy bullets. I think they were some kind of make from Barnes. <clears throat> and he loaded it up and probably for, he was here on a seven-day safari, probably for about five of the seven days we spent just looking for animals uh he reloaded all his bullets himself and the reason we actually found you know um, we only lost two animals at whole safari but every every animal we found it it punched a neat little hole straight through the animal and it didn't drop so uh, after doing some investigation and i actually managed to keep two of his bullets uh that we found a little bit later in the bigger animals in the carcasses and stuff and um i took it to a mate of mine and we we sort of discovered and we sort of came to the conclusion that the velocity in the rifle wasn't wasn't correct and the mushrooming was too tight so it was actually just punching holes straight through and not doing internal damage and um again that's one of the reasons why i use factory rounds because um most of the stuff is calculated to be more or less precise so it was just punching holes straight through the animals. It was not a lot of blood. Um, I mean, we I'll never forget the Impala. We chased the Impala for about almost about six hours. We shot it early in the morning, and eventually we found it in, in one of the riverbeds. And, you know, we spent the whole day looking for one animal when we had 13 animals on our list, and time was a huge issue then so um yeah guys you know as far as advice i can give 
more likely you're going to get a, a professional hunter or lodge that will have a smaller caliper for you if you are shooting springbuck, um, impala, placeback, that sort of stuff. So don't worry too much about the smaller calipers and bring something from 270 and above. So I would recommend, highly recommend, 300 um, or a 308, 306, 27. Basically all those rifles are pretty good, but... You know, to do it all round, your blue black wildebeers are tough animals as, as well as the eland. So, you know, maybe lean more towards your um, your 300. Um, and then, yeah, just make sure that it's kitted out with a very good scope. Guys, you must remember um, distance shooting in South Africa has become part of our custom. I mean, we've got a couple of species. Your blessback your GMCs, um, your springbuck, that you are going to be shooting at distance. So make sure you've got a good set of eyes. Um, that always helps and do a lot of practicing range shooting. Um, I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago. I think it was actually the last one I did on distance shooting, uh, whether I believe it's ethical or not. Um, but yeah, like I said, there are certain species where that where you are going to have to um pull out a 200 to 300 yard shot so uh, make sure you've got a good set of eyes and then ammunition um, <laughs> the thing about ammunition and yeah, I'm going to get flack for this but there's a lot of guys out there that are very proud reloaders and proud about what they do and it is it's it's a it's a i mean i've got i've got friends that are really good at what they do and really good at reloading bullets and ammunition and stuff and they're proud about it you can see that you can see it's become it's it's a community thing that they they um sort of like an internal achievement for them when they can deliver on a good quality bullet that's got a grouping of of a five rand coin or you know, so I, I get that. I understand that. And, and if you're good and confident at it, then by all means. But if you're spending a lot of money, guys, do a bit of homework and maybe just bring some factory rounds out because I've seen it more often than not. People come out with their reloaded ammo and they do believe that they're the best in reloading. And I, I get that. But I've also seen a lot of safaris getting messed up and, and being spoiled by critical mistakes, small mistakes that make a huge impact. And um, just be careful of that. From a professional hunting side of thing, swallow your pride and uh, maybe just use factory rounds until you've, you, you, you're more comfortable um, with your reloading ability. Again, guys, I'm, I'm talking from personal opinion yeah, and, and personal experience. And um, I know there's some really good guys out there that know exactly what they're doing, but but sometimes it's better just to put your pride in the pocket and and um, and think of your client. Um, again, they're spending a lot of money to come over here and, and hunt our species, and you want them to have an enjoyable time, a lot of success, and uh, yeah. Um, then accessories on your rifle. So this was an important thing that came up uh, with regards to um, bringing out their own rifle. What are the, some of the... It was actually a first-time guy. He's coming out next year, May, I think, with me. And it's his first time he'll be coming out. So he's he's pretty excited and it's quite cool because he's asking a lot of questions and stuff. So I really enjoy chatting to him. And uh, one of the things was what sort of accessories should he bring out um, for his rifle. Um, he'll be using mine, but he wants to make it as comfortable as possible for himself. So I said to him, look, um, I've got, I'm kitted out with a Vanguard um, bipod um, as well as a silicone strap. Uh, rifle strap that you can you pretty much use it's quite versatile you can use it out and shoot freehand with it um that's another reason why i need to change that can it's just got this rifle a little bit unbalanced but uh yeah there's 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 not much a good set of shooting sticks um and uh, a decent strap for those long walks 
Um, you want the rifle to sit as comfortable as possible. Uh, the silicone strap I've got here at the moment, it's quite cool. You can actually uh, use it as backpack sling, so uh, that helps and makes carrying the rifle a whole lot easier. Um, and then obviously protection for the rifle while you're walking through the bush. You must remember you want to try and... Um, I've got a couple of rifle um, socks. I'll, I'll have them listed on my website um, soon. Uh, just helps protect the rifle, when, especially when you've got to crawl through bush and thick stuff. Um, you're not scratching your rifle. Um, and uh, yeah. Other than that, guys, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I don't think, you know, for me as a professional hunter, I'm 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 not the rifle guy. Um, there's, there's so many of my mates out there that enjoy their rifles and talk big about it, and you know want to kit it out as much as possible and stuff. For me, that 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 all is part of it, but I'm not that big into it. For me, it's just a tool that I need to use out in the bush to hunt species that I enjoy hunting. And, um, you know, I, obviously I want the the tool that's going to be the best equipped for the job and I want to equip it out to make it as comfortable as possible for my clients and myself to use when, when hunting my animals. But um, I'm not that big into it that... Um, I research a lot of it and all this sort of stuff. You know, guys go um, to the end of the earth for their rifles, and I'm, I'm just not one of those guys, uh, unfortunately. I don't think that makes me or that defines me as a bad pH. It's just um, I believe it's a tool, and I, I, all I need to do is utilize the tool to, my, to the best of my ability to do what I ultimately really love doing, and that's hunting animals and um, preserving and conserving them and looking after them and understanding them. So, yeah, although it is cool to have um, and it is just one of those things, you know, if you're going to be a professional sportsman and you don't really like gymming, you still know you've got to go to the gym. So for me, you know, I'm not a big rifle guy, but I know I've still got to go to the range and I've still got to put in the work and I've still got to shoot. Um and I've still got to understand the ballistics of the bullets and all that sort of stuff. So it, it's part of the job. It's part of the, the industry. And we've got to understand it. But for myself, these are just personal experiences that I'm sharing with you guys and personal knowledge that I've taken in over the last couple of years. Whether it's right or not, um, I can't tell you. But it's worked for me thus far. So, um, yeah. And uh, I'd be glad to answer or get as much information or as much advice as possible from you guys because you know ultimately we need to feed off one another and that's where I've learned a lot from is just personal interaction with one another and other hunters you know so you know Google can tell you only so much but you know Google's not there hunting a chemspack every day or kudu every day and don't really know what's going to be best for it so um, yeah uh, my search still continues for a stock for my rifle for the next season and um yeah i'm probably going to kit it out with a different silencer uh, just something that's a little bit better uh, than what i've got at the moment just take a little bit of the recoil away and uh we'll be good to go i'll uh, and i'll be changing my scope up again yeah i'll be putting hopefully i'll i'll look more into that um like i said i enjoy the vortex products so i'm looking to Invest in a nice set of binoculars and um, hopefully I can squeeze in a, a scope or two. So, um, yeah. Guys, well, that's it from uh, this week's episode. Um, I'm hoping you guys have taken a bit of knowledge out of it because that's that's my idea. Uh, I just want to share what I've experienced, you know, and I would love to hear some of your guys' stories. Um, you know, there's nothing better than after a hard day in the bush hunting particular particular species or animal and you get back and you share the stories of, of, of rifles, scopes, ammunition, stalks, boots, whatever it may be and you sit down and you share these, this knowledge with one another and you bounce ideas off one another and ultimately we we know what works best for ourselves and 
yeah, that's been that's been a great part of this whole journey, and I've met some incredible people, and now I get to share this with the world, and the world gets to share their advice with me. So, very, very, very awesome. So, um, yeah. But uh, guys, so just to share with you some of the upcoming things that I've got going. Um, I met a really cool guy on TikTok. His name's Tahir. He uh, works in an animal sanctuary and uh, what he does is so cool. And uh, actually, I found him on TikTok. <coughs> Excuse me. He uh, He's just so passionate about the outdoors. And we we've been chatting on uh on messenger and all that sort of stuff and you know i think he's got a very he's very knowledgeable about what he does you can see he's passionate about the outdoors and he's passionate about conservation um and the future of conservation and the future for our wildlife going forward and he's got an interesting take on hunting and i think these are the the conversations we need to start having um about certain scenarios you know he he doesn't um normally agree with the 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 trophy hunting aspect but he understands that it needs to happen and you know it's it's, it's just such a great he's such a great guy to listen to and i'm, I'm hoping you know once he gets back because they got artists artists um signal for some time and, and then he gets a week back where he's he's on social medias and and he's he's um He's in the Wi-Fi zone, so uh, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping to have him on soon. Um, he's a really interesting guy, funny as hell. Um, he's just got such an awesome personality, and I can't wait to have him on the show. And then the next one, in um, also through social media, yeah, um, I've managed to keep in touch with him now. He's also so busy. His name's Joe uh, Joel Alves. He's a conservation vet that works on like a lot of the big, big five animals, um, and yeah, just really does. He's play a huge important role as far as um, conservation is concerned in South Africa. He works um, on the Natal side um, mostly. I, I gathered um, on like your wild dog packs and and stuff like that. So I'm really excited to have these two guys on on the podcast. Um, Again, it's all signal-based stuff, so not necessarily going to be on a Sunday, but it's you know it's it's whenever they can do it. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that, and I'm glad I get to be able to share this with you guys, so that you know that we've got some some up and coming exciting things happening on the podcast. And uh, yeah, and then um, we're just going to keep going up until Christmas, and and then hopefully. The 2021 season can get back to normal. Uh, it's been some tough times here in South Africa, like I mentioned, with all the farm murders and stuff. But uh, in closing, I just wanted to leave a message with you guys, and and it's something that's become very important to my lifestyle and and how I see myself going forward is empathy. I think we get lost in a lot of the hard times in in our country, especially, you know, not only South Africa, but all over the world. And we, we're too quick to not show empathy towards one another. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of leftist um, communities that are trying to make you feel bad for your skin color. They're trying to make you feel bad for the past. They're trying to make you feel bad for some of the decisions you made, but yet we don't we don't want to show one another compassion and support. And um, you know, as a society, we filled with a lot of emotion because of social media, and uh, we often forget to incorporate some of the most important lessons our our parents and our elders and our grandparents and stuff have installed in us as human beings. And um, I think it's an important time in, in our in our history as far as the human being race is concerned. We we need to stand together now more than ever before and those of us that believe in in the good of of humankind and the good of the wildlife and the environment, um we need to take a stand and uh because there's 
there's a lot of individuals that are out there that are trying to destroy it for us and um it's it's a coming to a sad end um but i hope it turns soon and uh yeah so guys if you do see a couple of messages on social media um with regards to farm murders share them spread the awareness we need you guys we need prayer we need help and we need a bit of rain as well <laughs> but um yeah it's tough times really is tough and as a young individual coming through just had a uh, beautiful daughter what does the future hold for her if we can't get our shit together now and that's what scares me and uh, you know it's my generation that believe that it's stuff's easier to replace than to repair and it's sad because we think that there's a quick fix to this whole thing when it's not we actually just got to sit down and have hard conversations and uh, whether it be race related political related we just need to sit down and have those conversations and try and fix things not replace things and i think that's what's that's the important thing here that we're missing so guys from myself Dylan Love I want to take this opportunity again to share my condolences to all the farm farmers out there that have lost loved ones lost lost a lot of farmland lost their cattle sheep in the horrendous fires that have swept through the free state and then I also want to take this opportunity to say a very big thank you to everybody that supported me guys the messages have been overwhelming um, it really is incredible to get such positive messages and conversation topics, you know, to interact with people that have followed me and that, that share the same passion that I do and, and actually believe that I've got a worth out there. It really is something special and um, I'm forever grateful for that and uh, don't stop. I love having these interactions and conversations with you guys and, you know, if I, if, if I can give one piece of advice and you guys use it, it it means the world to me so um yeah for myself dylan love ph toolbox and ph journals um have a blessed sunday we'll catch up with you guys soon and uh yeah stay safe stay blessed stay true we'll see you guys cheers